Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Jules. We are helping dental assistants get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Jules and I have been dental assisting for a long time. We may not be experts, but we sure are old. (laughs) What we're doing is we're going online. We're finding that some dental assistants are running into humps with their team, with their dentist, with the career field. We are dissecting them, pulling out those pearls, and helping you get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Computer, yes. Oh, well, good morning, Miss Jules. How are you? Good morning, Miss Rhonda. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. How's your week going? Well, it's going. It's going nowhere. Can I just tell you that? That I was supposed <laughs> to go to this awesome city yesterday for a couple days to learn about a new camera and how it's going to help practices out there through Digital Doc. And it's an amazing camera and nowhere, nothing, nada, zilch, plane grounded, flights canceled, bad thunderstorms coming through. So we are grounded. So I'm home. Now I'm home. Yeah. Home is good sometimes. It is. We got the fair ramping up for the New York state fair. We're going to eat, drink, and be merry. And people (laughs) <laughs> all right. What's your fair food? What's your, like, I thought about mine all year, like what I was going to get because I was going to have just a small meal and then like dedicate the rest of my calories to dessert. So what, what's your fair food? So we have tons of great fair food. So we have a milk barn that you can get fresh chocolate milk. It's really yummy. Um, ice cream. I, there's a couple ice cream stands that I like. They have, um, it's called, it's, Oh, fried dough. It's called a pizza frit dough and it's long and it's sugary and cinnamon. Um, there's also chicken speedies. There is the steak hot mess of a thing that they make. <laughs> I just eat my way through the fair. Well, you were supposed to pick two like I did. No, no. You can't just pick two. So we go several <laughs> days. So it runs, I think it, the fair is running now for I want to say it runs now for 13 days. So it starts today and it ends Labor Day. That's the last day. Uh, We had ours last week and I had to go two days in a row. But the first day it was a music concert, so I didn't eat. And the second day I held out for fried Oreos. Here's the funny part, right? So (laughs) it's like nine o'clock at night. My kids are spent. We've been on rides, been waiting in lines for like a million years. Mm -hmm. My husband orders me two orders of the fried Oreos. One for me, one for my son. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is like 15 minute wait. And what happens two seconds after he hands me both orders? I dropped it. Yeah. (laughs) I dropped it. Five second rule. Pick it up. Eat it. I tried, but there's so much dirt. Mm. So much. And it was funny because my husband's like, what the crap? I was like, well, I was trying to get the tickets that we had left over out of my pocket so I could surprise a stranger on our way out of the fair. Cause I used to love that when people would walk right. past me and just hand me tickets and be like, oh, 
like that was just the humanly like this this amazing gesture that just filled your heart it didn't matter how many tickets that these random people would give you it was just the fact that they went out of the way to give you their extra ticket and so during my good deed i ruined a whole batch of fried oreos ah, oh well I, i'm gonna figure out how to make it myself mm, i bet you could there's a recipe for that get on that tasty <laughs> Oh, yeah. I love watching videos from Tasty. They're so enticing. I've never really, I don't think, made anything from Tasty, but just the way they make their videos makes me want to, <laughs> to make some. Well, yeah, you eat with your eyes. I mean, if you make anything look that easy and that good, like Absolutely. anybody can. Did I tell you about the first time I made a cake? No. Okay, Please so share. <laughs> this is before home ec class. So it was like, I don't know, fifth grade. And I tell my mom, I'm like, and there's no TV shows. I mean, there was one, I think, who was that? Um, hey, you put the cake in the butter or whatever that lady, I can't. Uh, oh, Julia. Yeah. yeah. Julia. Okay. Yeah. So that was the only show that I ever saw. And so <laughs> I was like, I'm going to bake a cake. She's like, Rhonda, that's not a good idea. I'm like, I'm doing it. What do I do? So I'm like, I'm going to make a, like a Bavarian Boston pie, cake. I don't even know what it was. But it had two layers with like the vanilla pudding in the middle. Mm. So Rhonda makes the first layer, which is spectacular, right? And then she makes right. the second layer. But at some point, I switched the sugar to salt. I'm not quite sure how I did it. <laughs> so one layer of the cake tasted like salt and the other part tasted like sugar. And my mom made me eat the whole thing because I demanded to make the cake. <laughs> I was oh like, oh, it was so bad salty cake. Don't make that mistake twice. I tell you that. <laughs> Especially when you've like gone out of your way to convince your parents into letting you do it. And then you screw it up that big. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. I think our skills though, as dental assistants, cause we work with our hands, we can do a lot of things like bake because yeah. we're good at following directions. Right. Yeah. So we can be bakers in our, in our own means and, and stuff like that. I like to bake. I like to eat. I eat to bake. I don't know. <laughs> I bake to eat. <laughs> the goose and the gander. Well, you know, what's funny is like Carrie, one of the DAs I work with, she's like into she's like, funny. she's, a oh, funny she's so funny, but like, she's into like, she's in her shop and they're like, she's cutting out wood and, and working with like acrylics and stuff. Like, I love when I see like, and, and, you know, you're looking in all these groups and you see all these DAs that have these special, spectacular talents, mm -hmm. you know, just Absolutely. ability to think outside the box and, and, and not say, well, I don't know how, you know, cause that's right. the goal for us is you never say, I don't know how you just say, I haven't figured it out yet. Or I'm still learning. That's right. We are all like, still oh, learning. There's so many, we have so many talents. We do so many, like. We do, we do, we do. We're a talented bunch of people. Yeah, they're my favorite kind of people. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm not biased at all. They're just awesome. <laughs> Every single one of you. Yes. <laughs> well, all right, so I have a post today. Okay. It was a good one. So it's from Dog Dental Assistance Worldwide Group. Just got this note. What would you do? So cut this kind of visual. Got to close your eyes. This is not... <laughs> More, there is more to the story. The man always does this and they just allow it. He has an appointment tomorrow at three, but is insisting on coming today. It's for a bridge that isn't even back from the lab yet. 
So here's the post-its on a post-it note, probably from the front desk that we get, you know, they rack up sometimes during the day. <laughs> he called. I don't give a damn if the doctor doesn't have any time this afternoon. I will be there at 2 p.m. Oh, really? No, really. So how do you deal with difficult patients? Well, first of all, it starts from the initial phone call people and the expectations and rules that you have for your practice. If you don't set up the expectations of how you are going to manage your people, they're going to manage you or your patients, excuse me. They're going to manage you. They're going to tell you when they want to come in. They're going to tell you what treatment they want done. They're going to tell you how they're going to pay. So it all starts from the get-go, from the initial phone call, from your website, having these rules. I don't want to say rules, but expectations of what type of patient. Now, if you want jerk asshole patients, then your website should look like you're a jerk too. I mean, I'm sorry, but... Seriously. No, I mean, if you don't accept what type of patients you want and how you're going to manage them, they're going to manage you. They're going to manage your schedule. They're going to manage how you do your treatment. And we see it all day long, right? Yeah. I mean, we see patients all day long tell the doctor, well, I Googled, or what about if we do that? And I just want to say sometimes, dude, the last time I checked, this guy across from me went to school for eight years, not you. I mean, who questions their doctor on things that we do, right? Well, you see it all the time. So the, the patient just gets a treatment plan and they say, doc, you know, come on, come on, come on. What else can we do? You know, can we work around? Is there a deal? Like it, would, it, it comes to the, like them, you know, especially, especially the, the well-off business owners. <gasps> right. It's crazy to see how much they try and finagle to get the doctor to compromise on their treatment selection. Mm-hmm. Like the, I mean, it just, and, and it's so hard for them. Like at that point, that's where the DA should jump in and be like, okay, doc, you're needed in that one. Yeah. We should be the referee in that conversation. Yes. Cause it's not fair. I mean, they hold your, your doctor hostage and your doctor is going to continue to try and, you know, tell them what they need, but we'll end up buckling because these are probably people in their community that are other business owners that have influence that, you know, they, they're trying to please. I mean, it's just like any aspect, any, any career field where you provide a service, but you're providing a service on somebody who else provides a service in your community that you want to network, say they're in the, uh, you know, the, the council right. or they're in the yeah. community centers, like. Well, and the fact is patients, this patient is kind of like a bully. Yeah. You know, he is a bully patient that is bullying you to do things when you don't want to do them. You know, personally for me, it, first of all, the front desk needs to have stronger communication skills and be like, I'm sorry, but your appointment's tomorrow at three o'clock. That's when he can, can see you. If you come in here today, you will sit and look pretty as an object in our waiting room and we will not see you. No matter, you can throw a fit, you can throw yourself down. I think that, that type of patient needs that type of conversation back to them where you have to be just as strong-willed and strong-minded, you know, because if you go, oh, okay, we'll come in at two o'clock today. Great. The doctor's looking forward to seeing you. Then he's like, yeah, man, I got my way. And yep. they're going to do it over and over and over. And it's just, it's just like the theories of when patients call and say, well, I just want my teeth cleaned. Well, we don't know you. 
how do we know we can just clean your teeth? We don't just clean teeth here. There's a lot more that we do. Or I'm going to pay you $10 a month on my $1,000 bill. No, you're not going to get that treatment if you don't pay your copay. So if we allow these things to happen in these conversations, it makes everyone's difficult. It, the whole team around it makes their job difficult because now they have this patient that has difficult expectations and they're expecting things and everybody's going to tiptoe around them because it's one patient. You don't really need that guy in your practice, dude. Find another practice. I'm sorry, but this practice isn't for you. You know, having that strong-willed person up front. I mean, I guarantee we only see like, cause our systems are in place. We only see probably 20% of the stuff that's ridiculous. Come back to clinical. Mm -hmm. The rest of it gets handled. Like it does not even and, and, and uh, it doesn't make it to the doc to, to stress them out. Like, these are things that, you know, mm-hmm. you, you have your systems, like we don't bend, this is how it is. Cause we, you know, right. we're professional business and I'm sorry, but we're, you know, just, I will call you tomorrow if it comes in, you know, right. it just, uh, well, the thing is, is, is it's a team effort. It's a total team effort that we all are on the same page of what we're going to expect from our patients and what our patients are going to expect from us, right? So if we're going to have these higher expectations, our asses better deliver. So we can't have be half-assing about it and wishy-washy, but we all have to stand strong together. So if we all sit down and come up of oh, from every new patient scenario or every patient scenario or our financial expectations or our treatment plan, like what kind of dentistry does your dentist really want to do? That's, you know, he should be, or she should be owning that and saying, these are, this is how I want to run my practice. These are the type of dentistry I want to do. I don't want patients to dictate it. I don't want insurance to dictate it. I don't want my hygienist. This is what I want to do. And they need our support and backing so that the conversations are not, you know, all scattered. And because the thing that's going to happen is this patient's going to come in and sit there and the doctor's going to be ticked off. And then guess who has to work with that doctor ticked off chair side? (laughs) And then you have to smooth things over. I'm like, what's how much stress is that? I remember one time, funny story, you know, Dr. Um, Bradford was very like, he has a Southern accent and I'll never forget. He gave this woman like two or three options. We like to give two. And she just kept saying, well, what about, what about this? And he finally was hilarious. He took off his loops hung around his neck. He took off his mask, folded up nice and put it in his pocket. And then he just kind of looked at her and he said, can I ask you a question? She's like, oh yeah. Okay, sure. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. He's like, I want to know what year you graduated in what school from dental school. And she's like, excuse me? (laughs) Like, I want to know what year you graduated from dental school and what school. And she was like, uh, uh, and he just got up and walked away. Wow. Now for me, I'm on the other side of the chair. I am trying not to bust at all <laughs> laughing. I am literally trying. I like had to leave the room cause I thought I was going to die cause Dr. Bradford didn't have those, but he, she just oh. said it in the nicest way. And I think she was flabbergasted. Like, well, I didn't, you know, like she's thinking to herself, I never went to dental school. Why is he asking me this? Well, because you're questioning his judgment. And you won't shut up about it. And he's the one with the degree hanging on the wall and the expertise. I mean, come on now, you know? So it was hilarious. It's a fun <laughs> story. 
It's so passive. I love it. That's the kind of stuff I really dig. <laughs> we used to, so I used to work with a doc and we got a, we got a prescription pad, but it was like, it was all like, it was humor, right? So if a lady, you know, now I know more about airway, so I probably wouldn't advise giving this one out, but so, uh, you know, you'd have somebody with UARS, they'd come in and say, you know, my teeth hurt or my jaws are killing me or I'm getting these headaches. At the time, we just associated it with just stress. So the prescription pad said, um, doctor's orders, one long hot bath, one massage, like, and she would check the box and then the patient would take it home to their husband and say, you know what? I'm supposed to go to the spa. My dentist told me I need to relax. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's the best because these women were overwhelmed. Um, granted, a lot of them probably were suffering from UARS at the right. time, but it was just sweet that we just went out of our way to say, you know what? It's okay. Your, your doctor, your provider, okay. somebody who sees you're stressed out, gives you the, whether it's pretend or not, but gives you the, the reassurance that it's okay to take some me time. Right. It, it's always okay to take some me time. It's, you know, it's, it's too funny. I like that prescription pad. <laughs> that would be funny to give to patients that come in for repeat offenders that think they have something wrong. Ugh. And you could write, you're a nut job. You're a hydro. What is it called? A hypochondriac. Hypochondriac. Yes. Please go or, take two shots of whiskey. Or you we know? just had it. We just had it. What? Two days ago. We have a patient come in and says, oh, I have a toothache, but I have no money. Um, I can't fix it. I can't get the root canal. I can't get it pulled, but I can't take ibuprofen because it hurts my stomach. So like, mm, you're seeing a lot of stuff that are red flags here. Well, what do you take if you can't take ibuprofen? Well, I usually take hydrocodone or Vicodin and, and those seem to work well with my stomach. With this amount of dosage and this amount of refills and blah, 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 blah. Like, I was like, oh, we've heard this so many. I, you guys out there in podcast land, you know exactly what we're talking about. Yes. There are drug seekers everywhere. I know we're not allowed to uh, stereotype people, but there are certain questions, just like I said, just right now, explaining to you what happened, that they're, they're flags. Yep. They're flags. They are. And the thing is, is you know this patient's a jerk. So as a dental assistant, what you can do is kill him with kindness. So when you greet and meet him, oh my God, thank you so much for coming. We are so excited this is here earlier for you. We are so, you know, you can just be fake and phony. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. well, you don't be fake and phony about your personality and killing with kindness. <laughs> but to them, you know, you could just be like, oh my God. And he'd be like, He'd be all confused because- Well, yeah, because he didn't get the outcome he wanted. He wanted to be dominant. He yep. wanted to be the dictator and you don't give them the power, then they're less likely to do it again because they didn't get the result they wanted. Right. Or, you know, the, the least thing would be to do is just tell him no. But like I said, I think it's a, wrapping up with this question is it's a team effort. I think the team needs to sit down, talk about conversations, talk about expectations from their patients, listen to their doctor, listen, because this is stressful for everybody all around. Yes. I mean, from the phone call of listening to this guy berate the front desk to when he comes in and is like, you know, that appointment, I wanted da, 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 da your assistant or your front desk. And they're going to complain to the doctor, of course, if we were assholes, right? right. Um, to them, or he, he thinks we're jerky, one of the two. So, you know, it's a total team effort because if we're all on the same page, we're a greater force against one being many. Yeah. And you can role play. 
right? Yeah. I mean, like this, it could be the same question asked 16 different ways, but if you role play and say, okay, this is our no-go, this is our go. Cause mm -hmm. I guarantee what happened when that, that dental assistant got that sticky note was they probably got on the phone and called the lab. This is any way we can get right. it today instead of tomorrow. Absolutely. Like, I've got other clinical demands right now. I've got sterilizations piling up. Like that's the last hitch in your giddy up that you need is to try and compromise to a bully. I know, right? Hitch <laughs> in my giddy up. It's a hitch in your giddy up. That's my saying this week. I like it. All right. What question do you have or post? Okay. So I got this one out of dental assistance worldwide mm -hmm. and the poster stated. So I started working as a dental assistant in an office where they've gone through 40 assistants in the last 10 years. 40? 40. Yes. Four zero. False. I've been there six months. The doctor is very unprofessional, rude to her staff, and just doesn't know how to treat people with respect. I recently got approached by a private practice and they offered me more money, $5 more an hour, um, every Friday off and better hours. I couldn't turn it down. I turned my two weeks notice in and on Monday, and you would have thought I killed this woman's dog. She's literally so pissed that I'm leaving. I said, I'm sorry, doctor. I have to do what is best for my family. During every procedure the past few days, she has yelled at me in front of patients, slammed drawers, uh, and made me feel like a piece of crap. So I called her home office. So I called home office. So it sounds like it might be corporate uh, mm -hmm. on her and made a complaint because I don't think that's right. I have been a great employee. I've learned very quickly and I was very reliable. I couldn't fish, finish out my two weeks. I just finished my shift yesterday and started my new job on Monday. I just couldn't stand to be treated like that. Good. She yes. Away. And she's leading by example for other DAs. We're mm -hmm. not doormats. No. <laughs> I mean, we have, I understand if you need a job, I understand everybody needs a job and we understand, but what we don't need is all the physical or mental anguish that comes with it. We should not be working in an environment that is detrimental to our mental health, makes us feel like a big pile of poop, doesn't want to go in return, and we should start standing up more for different working conditions or environments, shall I say. Yeah. And I think it, like, if it starts with this, this lady doesn't know how her walking away could help other assistants oh, might so be many. working especially if they've gone through 40 assistants, that's ridiculous. There's you the know, problem. There the yeah. thing called, you know, maybe there is a thing called glass door that if you've worked for an employer, you could feel free to go on there and reference them, whether it's your corporate dental practice, a private practice of how they are nay or yay to work for. I highly recommend it because why put yourself in that situation for any amount of money is not worth it. It's not worth it. Yep. And good for her. Okay. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Out so her to you. She's put herself first. She, yep. You know, she could have easily just put up with it and kept going on, you know, go to the next mm -hmm. office, but she put her foot down and said, you know what, this has to stop. Even if, if, you know, granted there may not be any traction from her complaint to headquarters, but she stood up for herself. And you know, when something's not right, guys, if enough people tell the right person that it's not right, the right actions right. will happen, period right. and dot, regardless of how 
you know, cheap of a dentist they are or how flexible they are to move from office to office. The, the bad will outweigh the good in a lot of situations because we are review driven um, business now. Right. You know, like, and even if you are, you know, you have a gazillion offices and you've got like a gazillion dentist underneath you. If one dentist is chasing that many employees away, eventually you can't turn your head. You have to say, okay, well, I need sustainability. I'm spending this much money on HR and hiring and firing, and there's got to be a better way. Absolutely. And in the, in the fact that anybody can see that the environment is not good, it's toxic, it's not okay to be treated like that, then in walks away is awesome. You know, and the fact is that these patients, that if they were in the chair and stuff, that's a reflection of her and if they, gosh, these patients, if they're seeing this type of behavior thinking, boy, if she treats her employees here, I'm wondering how she's treating me, you know, what type of downfall or outfall or whatever you want to call it, is she going to have from slamming doors or, cause patients can feel that, right? Oh yeah. It's palpable. I mean, we see it, you know, if you go into a store and there's disgruntled employees that are, you know, slamming this down or attitude or, you know, you see the type of environment you can feel, people can read, you know, emotions and mannerisms and behaviors and how they're acting. So it, it, it starts with one and I'm so glad this girl just decided to throw in the towel, walk away and start a new job because she knew what's best for her. And that's what you have to do. And it's, it's sometimes, yes, I understand it's hard because you have a job and you need the money and you think, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? But it'll be okay. If you go to a better environment, you'll see the different, it won't funnel home. I mean, like if, I mean, I felt it and I'm sure you felt it too. You had mm-hmm. a crappy, crappy day at work. You take it home and you take it out on your family. Yeah. or your, whoever you live with or yourself. And, you know, you might go home and eat a bowl of ice cream or maybe the whole gallon, who knows? <laughs> but the fact is, is it, it funnels it's a, and it's a trickle effect. So if we're happy at our workplace, we're going to be happy other places. Yeah. You know, I worked for one dentist and this is when it was okay to do it. I guess society said it was okay. Like the dentist was so mean and grumpy and uh, just rude mm-hmm. that the patient's they interpreted it like his attitude as a, like a perfectionism. Like he must be the best at what he does because anybody that that's big of, you know, that is that big of a jerk and that still is doing what they do, they must be really, really good. So like people would literally bypass their sense of comfort because Mm -hmm. at that point in time, that was, that was considered like, you know, arrogance almost like if you're, if you're rude, you must be arrogant. If you're arrogant, you must be the best. Like it doesn't work that way anymore, guys. No, (laughs) we're in the healthcare facility. I mean, in the healthcare facility, I'm not in a healthcare facility (laughs) um, realm or whatever you want to call it to show compassion and, and show caring and, and empathy and, you know, just listen to our patients and and see what they want. I mean, they might not want to do what we want them to do, but we shouldn't be rude about it either. Yeah. You can lead a horse to water. You can't make him drink. Our job is to be the best clinical communicators we possibly can be, mm-hmm. provide the best treatment that we possibly can with the chair side skills, you know, not just clinical, but like dealing with human beings that are stressed out. And yeah. then, you know what, if they can't afford this or their priorities aren't there, you have to meet them halfway. 
I would much rather say, okay, these are my three types of treatment plans. Like, you know, give them three options. If they pick the lowest one um, that doesn't have the best outcome for their tooth, at least they pick something instead of walking away. Right. And then they're in the ER two months later because they were overwhelmed by the price or you, they only got one treatment option. And, you know, here they are, they've got an abscess in their head. Yeah. We have to meet them halfway. And it, as a dental assistant, I mean, you're there, like if your doctor gets sidetracked or isn't able to track and only gives them one option, when you go, go to sterilization, before you get to check them out, say, you know, is there any chance we can give them alternate treatment just in case? Right. Because sometimes they, they don't even realize they didn't give them options. You know, sometimes they're just so overwhelmed with hygiene checks and what's going on with, with that implant in the other room. Like just, you know, as a wingman, as the DA, make sure, you know, if, if these spaces aren't covered, you, you got to give these people options. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and like I said, and it comes back to, I think, respecting our patients and in the doctor, respecting the doctors and our team and, like I said, this dental assistant, she did a great job by walking away. And there's got to be more out there. Write a list, one side pros, one side cons. If you have more cons on your list, then it's time for you to get a change and, and get your resume together. And there's not just, you know, one dental. Well, in my town that I work in, there's only one dental office. I mean, there's others close to my home, but the one I choose to work out, there's the only dental office in town. So, but you know, there's tons of dental offices, what you want out of a career, what you want out of a job, whatever the case may be, you have to focus on you. If you want better hours, you want uniform allowance, CE allowance, more money per hour, 401k, these are things that we all have to stand up for because yeah. nobody should go to work thinking, oh God, I hate going to work. That that's not okay to me. Whether no matter where you work, if it's flipping burgers at McDonald's, you might like working there, but you don't like flipping the burgers. You want to make the shakes. Well, tell them I want to make the shakes. Yes, I want to work the drive-through window. But you need to be happy at what you do because nobody else is going to provide that for you. Well, you know we had that response in the the DA Rockstars page where an assistant was saying that I love the idea of you know if I'm not happy, move. But what, 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 what does it look like on your resume? Well, here's the thing. If, if you find a bunch of duds, either your picker's off or you just haven't learned what you want. Right. Uh, if, if your picker's off, then you need to do some research. You need to go online. You need to track these dentists. You need to see what their patients are saying. Uh, go do a working interview. Feel what the environment is actually like. Do they qual Are there quality people? Do they truly um, delegate to their team? Do they appreciate each team member's role? Like, I think you have to have a good picker. Like I'm extremely picky. Like I, I mean, I'll spend days once I find an office, I'll narrow it down to three. Mm -hmm. I don't anymore, but I did. And then, you know, like I would do the clinical interview, the working right. interview. And, and I just, my picker was good because I knew what I did and didn't want. Yep. And then I, I just, you know, and if, if, if you have a bad picker and you end up at like 10 different offices throughout a year, then maybe you don't put 10 offices on your work experience part of your resume. And I suggest always having someone professionally write your resume. I mean, I did not go to school to write my own resume. I'm good at writing other people's, but you know, hire someone to professionally 
write a resume, hire a resume writer that's professional so they know exactly what you're looking for and they can lay it out for you to make sure you stand out amongst all the other candidates. You know, it's amazing how many resumes I've gotten over the years that look like everybody else's. And I'm like, why would I want to hire this person? Yeah. They don't stand out. They look like everybody else. Now they list their skills and they list and everything's in order and it's blah. So yeah, take, you know, take 30, $40, whatever it costs to me, get a professional and, and invest in that. Cause you're investing in yourself. Yeah. So, and that way you get to pick the job that qualifies mm-hmm. under all of your expectations. Yep. Like instead of compromising because it's a job that offered you a job, you get to pick who you work for, you know, because they need you just as much as you need them. Absolutely. 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 So get a good picker. Um, don't compromise. And you don't, you know, say you find a bunch of duds, you don't have to list them all. <laughs> That's right. No. I just say three. List your last yeah, three, three. You know, it's time. It's time. Yeah. Move on. Move on. People move on. <laughs> and you know, people make mistakes all the time. And 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 sometimes, and I even told her this. I'm like, there's no guarantee that these these filters work as far as what I'm telling you to do is going out there and making sure that you pick the office that suits your needs. Like there's no guarantee that they're not, you know, playing a part. And then, you know, the cream rises to the top, you know, two months in and you're getting yelled at or you're belittled in front of patients or, you know, just like, it's a, it's not a guarantee, but it's at least some filter set in place to where you pick where you want to work because you already know the office culture. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, good. This is so good. A couple updates. Conference still up. Registration still up for conference. Uh, There's still spots available. So if you're looking for some CE and a good time with a bunch of other good time dental assistants, come see us. Rhonda's going to be the hostess with the mostest with a video. She's going to actually have a production crew. It's like a TV channel for teeth. You know, like all the people that love teeth and that support teeth and that care about teeth. Dentalassistanttv.com. That's what we're going to do. It's actually Dental Cast Productions, right? So, I mean, like if you guys haven't gone and checked out what they're doing over at Dental Cast Productions, go now. Like get off the phone, go on Facebook and check out. Like they literally, they did a three-day live Mm -hmm. inside a dental practice, like full on. So cool. Oh my gosh, dude. You got to see behind scenes and hygiene rooms, like how the dentist and assistants work together. Like, and they're like cutting edge as far as connecting the oral systemic stuff. Like I just, I love dental cast because it's so smart. Like we need this, especially for dental assistants who may not get to travel much for CE or be exposed to a lot. Yep. And they're highlighting these people like in real time and the companies and like, we're, they're just helping us all work together finally. Yes. Absolutely. Using technology. Technology. <laughs> technology. That's yeah. my Walter Cronkow voice. I don't Cronkite? Mm. Cronkow? I don't know. Is it Cronkite? <laughs> Cronkite. <laughs> also feel free to share our podcast. We love listens and downloads. Um, other than that, follow us on all our social media. Feel free to leave a review. Yes, I challenge you. Let's leave a, leave a review and we promise to like it. Oh, you know what? There are some podcasts like, so we could do this. Like you leave a review, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next episode, they read your review online. Or I mean, out loud. 
on the, you know, like at the opening of the next podcast. So oh. it kind of makes you a little bit famous, you know, so <laughs> we're, we're worldwide, right? Like, so if you leave a review, I promise, and Jules will keep me, um, <laughs> make me keep my word. If you leave a review in the next week, we promise to read your reviews at the opening of next week's podcast. Yes. What do you think? Or tag us on social media. We'll tag you back. Oh yeah. I love all the pictures on Instagram where they tag us and they're like in the app, piecing it up or happy, or they just love their job. I like the selfies. It's kind of fun. I know because it, it proves that there's other systems out there that care or their give a damn's not busted yet. And if their give a damn got busted, we're all banding together so that we fix it. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Your give a damn's important guys. Like why would you want to grow and be a better version of yourself if you didn't care anymore? That's right. Yes. I say that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. All right. Well, happy hump day to all you amazing dental assists out there. Keep humping along. Humping happy out, hump whatever. day, guys. <laughs> I know. Not well, taking any BS from anybody. I know. <laughs> do do as that last poster did and be like, you know what? I'm out. Out. Drop your yeah. suction and walk out. Oh, instead of a mic drop. <gasps> Where I drop. see a meme in our future. <laughs> instead drop of mic it. drop, it's suction drop. Like I'm not a doormat. Peace out. I know my worth. Boom. Okay. Suction drop. Suction. What are they going to do? Pick it back up? Well, five second rule. They could. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't do that. Do you see Stop that one? You need to get a new one. The one post where the guy's on the ground, he's like me looking up at my suction after it fell again. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Or no, no, it's the guy. He is the suction. And he says, my suction looking up after looking up at me after it fell again. <laughs> you know what? Everything should be magnetized. I am sick of having all my cords wrapped up and then trying to get them in their little holes. Like what if it was just, <gasps> okay, inventors, get your thinking cap on a magnetized suction holder, like all, you know, air, water, syringe, your HVE, your saliva ejector were just magnetized okay. to a strip. You probably could do that. Why couldn't you? Right. I mean, a lot right. of them have the metal attachments. That's oh. right. All right. Post a picture when you guys invent this and then give us some credit <laughs> for putting Inventing that pearl it for in you. <laughs> all right. Well, have a great hump day. And thank you to all the listeners out there. And we will hump day back in next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Jules. As always, if you guys need to get a hold of DA Rockstars, we have Facebook and Instagram, Jules Varney at Dental Assistance Rock, Instagram or the website or Facebook. And find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group is a safe, vetted place for dental assistants where we're connecting and sharing our stories and learning together as a tribe. At the end of the day, we only hope for you that you were a better version of yourself tomorrow than you are today. And that starts by finding your people who are motivated to do better and be better. But until next week, keep on suctioning.